podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer and now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix and owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the entrepreneur. So hit the big bloody subscribe button, would you? Uh, Give it a like, and also please share this podcast with someone else that might get value from it. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. And today I want to get really into some techniques for you buyer's agents out there. There's a lot of buyer's agents. So what is up, everybody? I wanted to kind of, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me saying, Pete, oh my God, I'm throwing in offers and I'm just not being successful because you know, if you're a buyer's agent, it is freaking brutal right now. It is brutal. So it is extremely competitive. As many of you know, I'm here in Los Angeles and the market in LA is ridiculous. So I wanted to kind of go over some of the techniques that I've used, some of the techniques, kind of the secrets, not really secrets. It's really just common sense. There might be one or two secrets in there. So, but I'm going to go over some of the techniques that I use when I'm representing a buyer because it's really hardcore. If there are 10, 20 offers, how the hell do you make your offer seem better than it actually is? So I'm just going to jump right into this right now. I'm going to finish with this thing called the escalation clause. If you don't know what the escalation clause is, it's a game changer, especially in a super competitive market like this. And I'm going to walk you through it, but I have other stuff to get to first. So I always like to put myself in the mind of someone else, of a buyer's agent. When I'm a buyer representing a seller, I always like to think, pretend I'm the listing agent. And what would I like to hear? So, for example, I am a listing agent in LA, right? And I have, you know, fortunately, lots of listings. And for me, when there is this much activity, it's kind of hard to keep track of everyone. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to show a property that you feel that your clients are going to be interested in, those of you who have assistants, show it yourself, right? Don't have other people take your clients to a property and never, 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 never send your clients alone because I don't think anybody's going to steal your client, but you need to know the property you're making an offer on. Also, and really importantly, if you attend the showing, you have an opportunity to meet the listing agent and make an impression on the listing agent. You can create small talk. You can create banter. The more that you appeal to the listing agent as a real estate agent, the more memorable you become. Therefore, by proxy, the more memorable your clients become. So let's say you've done that. You've shown the property. You've made an impression with the agent. What next? John and Susie want to make an offer on the house. Terrific. Most people just write the offer, have your clients write a nice letter, maybe even include a photograph. Great. Everyone does that. Here's how to take it to the next level. You might want to reach out to that agent again, the listing agent, and I advise you do a little reconnaissance on that agent prior to reaching out to let them know you will be submitting. 
Maybe you could dial up some of their other listings. Maybe you could say, oh, hey, Frank, that listing that you had at 123 Green Street, dude, that was awesome. You did such a good job on that. Nothing wrong with a little bit of butt kissing because that agent flattery, everybody loves flattery. So the agent who you've already met once, you've now followed up with a call, that agent is like, wow, this kid's on his game. Not only does he know this listing, he knows the other house or houses that I sold in the area. So you are now giving yourself much more memorability, if that's a word, with this listing agent. And then, of course, you submit the offer. This is where people go wrong all the time. They'll submit an offer. There'll really not be an email with it. They won't let notify us to let us know an offer's come in. So here is what I do. So I've met them at the listing. I've then followed up and kissed their ass. And then I write the offer. I do a beautiful email with it. I get a letter from the clients. I get photographs from the clients. And then I send the offer in. And then I call the agent again. Or if I'm calling too much, I'll text. And I'll say, hey, Pete Lorimer here. Just wanted to let you know I'm all over this. And we sent you an offer. Love to get your response whenever you're ready, right? It's an art of being completely on top of it without being a pain in the ass. And that's something that I've kind of made a career of. Well, I'm sure some people think I'm a pain in the ass. Because if an agent is on top of it, what message does that send to the listing agent? If a buyer's agent is completely on top of the process, what message does that send to the listing agent? It sends the message that, wow, this kid's going to be really on top of it during escrow. So all the time we're crashing through objections. Of course, the offer needs to be great. Financing needs to be great. And that is number one. That's treatment number one. I got a couple of three others to get through. So hopefully you got something from that. Number two is this. You might have heard me mention this before. If you are a buyer's agent working with buyers, one of the things that we must do is get our clients pre-qualified. 98.5 of agents stop there. There is pre-qualified and then there is pre-approved. And I'm going to tell you why you need to get them pre-approved because it makes it much stronger than pre-qualified. Pre-qualified is you had your mate call up the loan broker. Loan broker says, well, I think they can get a loan. They look pretty good on paper. They've got money in the bank and his credit score is good. Yeah, I can give you a pre-qual, which is kind of paper thin and doesn't really carry much weight. And it means you must have your loan contingency in place because they are not approved. So you can see where I'm going with this. If an agent then becomes fully so what I do with buyers is I get them to go to the lender. I get them to go all the way through the loan process to approval. So we have been approved for the loan. They've looked at the tax returns. They've looked at the bank statements. They've sourced the money. They see that it's seasoned and you've gone through another 20 steps. So now when I put an offer in with that buyer, only with the loan officer's permission, I can remove the loan because they are approved for the loan, all they need to do now is find the house, which is what I'm in the process of doing. So I now send in an offer that has inspections as a contingency, appraisal as a contingency, but the loan removed, boom, you just moved to the head of the pack because pretty much 80%, 85% of other people are going to have a loan contingency. Now, I do want to say, Please, please, please do not remove the loan contingency unless the loan broker says, yep, you can do that because I just need to get my appraisal within 10 days and we're good to go. 
if you need to talk more about. Some of you may be lost on this. So just speak to your loan broker about getting people pre-approved, not just pre-qualified. It's a game changer. Okay, last but not least, as promised, I wanted to go over the escalation clause. What the hell is an escalation clause, Pete? Okay, escalation clauses, something that we see, are something that we see in Los Angeles kind of more often now. So an escalation clause is essentially this. We all jump into the mix with our best offer, which I'm going to, I'm going to talk about at the end. Don't come in with the, the lowest. Always come in this far away from the very top point that your client will go. I'm going to talk about that in a second. So the escalation clause, let's just use a round number, a million bucks. The house is a million bucks. Ten people come in at a million dollars. It's quite apparent that the property is going to go over that. So we all get a multiple counter offer in round number two. So where do you go from here, right? It's a guessing game. Some people are going to come back at a million twenty. Some people are going to come back at a million twenty-five. Some people are going to come back at a million sixty. And we all kind of give it our best shot unless we use the escalation clause. And the escalation clause is this. You speak to your buyer and never say, never say, I suggest you never say, what price do you want to get the house at? Because they're always going to default to the lowest point. The line that I have used with my buyers, which is to their benefit, is to say, what's the number that you, if you heard another buyer pay that, you would be pissed off. So it could be 1.1. If you, you, you know, if you say, would you be pissed off if, if you heard another buyer bought it for 1.1? Well, shit. Yeah. I would have paid that. So now, you know, he can go to 1.1 or she can go to 1.1. And then you say, would you be pissed off if somebody paid 1,125? Well, I think so. I think, I think I would. Yeah. I think I would have paid that. So then you go, okay. What about 1,150,000? You know what? If it gets to be that high, I'm out. So you've now just found the ceiling. So now you go back with your escalation clause, which is the following. I hope I'm not losing you, but the house is a million. You're on round two. So now you don't need to go back at 1,150,000 because you know that's the very, very, very top he or she will go. So maybe you put your best foot forward and go back at 1,085,000 with the escalation clause of we will beat your highest offer by $20,000 up to $1,150,000. Ladies and gentlemen, that is gold. That means you will always be the best offer up to $1,150,000. And if it goes beyond that, then you know that your buyer doesn't want it anyway. So you got two bites at the apple. Let me run that by you again. You make, you make your best and final offer of one million and seventy-five thousand, with an escalation clause to beat the highest offer by twenty thousand dollars up to one million one hundred and fifty thousand, and you also put in the small print on your counter offer, seller to show evidence of highest offer, so you can then beat it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the escalation clause. This is buyer's agent gold. So, if you can now, I'm going to give you all all the tips in one go. So you make yourself present to the listing agent, you kiss up to them with a follow-up call, you send the offer, you're very available, you text them, it's a constant stream, so they think, what a great agent. Number two, in advance, you have your client 
pre-approved, not just pre-qualified. So now if your loan officer says, you can remove the loan contingency. This is too, so now you're looking good. You've got two major hurdles that you're through. And then number three, you have the escalation clause, which says that you can put in a bid, but you're willing to do even more if someone beats you so that you can ultimately decide if you want the home or not. And number four, this is an incredibly important point. Never come in with anything but a blazing offer out the gate. Because let's just use the example of a million dollar house. The market knows, oh, it's a million bucks. It's at least, it's probably going to go to 1.1. Come out the gate with something like a million sixty because you're going to go to the head of the pack. Most people are going to come in around a million dollars, like list price. You're going to go to the front of the pack. So you're already in the top three or four offers. Then you've done your part of being a, a really diligent agent. Then you've been able to remove the loan contingency. And now you've added the escalation clause. Ladies and gentlemen, you've gone from 15th place to it being between you and one or two offers, maybe just you and another. So your odds have exponentially been increased. I hope some of that made sense to you guys. This is the secrets to how buyer's agent, buyer's agents win deals in extremely competitive markets. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.